You, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is I, DJ Impact. We got Sin City Steve in Simon Street with us tonight. And welcome to Three Count. We strove the internets this past week to see what to talk about. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, those three topics on this show. If you're watching this live, feel free to throw in the comments and we will try to get it in as we see fit. If you're questioning how can you watch it live, make sure you're following us. Subscribe to our YouTube page, to Facebook Live or to Twitch, whichever platform you feel most comfortable in viewing. And um, by all means, we will try to get that in. With that, let's uh, let's just kick right into it. Oh, and, and if you download the podcast, thanks for listening. All right. Here we go. Recount. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, here's our first count. And it's from WrestlingHeadlines.com. Title AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show. The Forbidden Door confirmed on AEW Dynamite New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari appears. And this is what it quickly reads. It's been confirmed. Tony Khan's big announcement on AEW Dynamite from Pittsburgh is that there will indeed be an AEW New Japan Super Show entitled The Forbidden Door, set to take place on June 26th from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. This confirms multiple reports that were released earlier that day from uh uh, from both Fightful Select and PW Insider that the major show would be happening. Making the announcement instead of Khan was AEW superstar Adam Cole, who also confirmed that he would be facing off against top New Japan Pro Wrestling talent Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> See, Sin City, look at me, man. Um, on this Friday's Rampage, uh, this past Friday's Rampage, in a qualifier for the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. And on top of that, <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari made a special appearance where he shook Tony Khan's hand. Jay White, who was victorious in his AEW debut earlier this year, also teased that the Bullet Club and the undisputed elite may once again take control of the industry. An official image of the event has been released. All right. Sin City, Steve, this was your topic. I know this had to be. Very exciting for you, man. Oh, yeah. What is your take? Well, my take is that it took long enough for this to happen, didn't it? I mean, realistically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, once ultimately, I think that we all see that 
what really was holding New Japan back from any kind of working with AEW or any of the vice presidents was, in fact, Harold May. So mm-hmm. I, I, I find it interesting that they get Harold May out of the picture. And then we can finally start about, you know, talking about talent exchanges. Um, they've been working together in you know, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge here and there. Yeah. And then finally this announcement happens. Um, the thing that's pretty interesting is they're choosing to do this show uh, at the end of June in Chicago at the United Center. The last time that AEW did a show at the United Center was actually uh, the first dance when CM mm. Punk first showed up to AEW. They have not been back to the United Center since. However, Chicago proves to be a consistent market for them. Yeah. Um, typically, they run uh, they run Labor Day weekend there uh, at the uh, the uh, the one center, I believe it is. Um, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it all out uh, is the show that they do. But um, it's yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked to see this man. I yeah. I. I've already planned on being there. I've already booked. Um, I'm in the process of booking my flight, uh, looking at hotels, all that kind of stuff. So that's fun. Um, and of course, the thing that really kind of stands out, uh, as soon as this announcement was made, immediately you had people making fantasy booking and uh, you know coming up with matchups that they wanted to see. Right. Um, so I, I think I think it's uh, I think it's pretty solid, man. Um, there, you know, some of the matches that we could end up seeing. I mean, let's call it what it is. We could see Kazuchika Okada versus Hangman yep. Page. I was just about to say that. Ooh. Let's just let's just get that right out there. Why yep. not put the two champions against each other? Yeah, make it non-title. What a better way to do it! I'll tell you another match that I would actually love to see: the battle for the GTS. CM Punk versus Kenta. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Kent, Kenta Kenta created the GTS. Okay. And CM mm-hmm. Punk, CM Punk uh, borrowed it from him. Shall we say? <laughs> Who does it better? I, it, honestly, it's it, it it's all a matter of taste. Um, you know, it, it just. It just depends on on who you're looking, you know, how well they execute it. And, you know, I think some of the other things play into the storyline. I find it interesting that you throw out Kenta. Um, Good call on that. Um, Elsewhere, you know, who's to say that we don't get, uh, you know, Battle of Big Men? Maybe uh, Jonah versus Keith Lee. Ah, okay. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Believe me. Have to reinforce the ring for that one, as they used to say. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I think one thing that is really interesting also is you could get something like the United Empire, Will Ospreay, the great O'Conn and Jeff Mm. Cobb Mm -hmm. versus the death triangle of Pac, Penta and Phoenix. Interesting. Um, Because Phoenix should be back from his injury. And uh, yeah, who wouldn't want to see that? Right. Yeah. Why not have at least one title defended on the show? Mm. Why not? You could have the House of Torture defending their uh, never open weight six man championships. Uh, that is the uh, the subsect of the Bullet Club that has Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi. Put those six man titles on the line against the Blackpool Combat Club. Okay. You've got uh, Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson. 
Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why, why not, not give them the titles while you're at it too? Let them oh. go on a little run in New Japan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, that um, Dan, um, Danielson always kind of wanted to dip into New Japan, so this would be like the perfect thing. To maybe exactly. let that happen. So I can see it. I'm with it. Exactly. And Moxley is a former IWGP US yep. champion. That's right. So he uh, he's worked plenty of New Japan dates. Uh, elsewhere, why not? Uh, it, you know, it's not just putting the guys against each other. It also opens the door for some uh, reuniting. What if we have Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero, mm -hmm. who are all part of the best friends in the Chaos faction, Go against Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and mm. <laughs> uh, someone who knows those guys very, very well, as he was in a faction with them right. in CMLL, Andrade. Okay. Andrade is the actual, the actual creator of Los Ingobernables. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So why not have uh, why not have Andrade get back in the mix? Throw him into that six man. And, you know, while we're at it, let's just have the matchup that everybody in the world wants to see. Toriano versus Orange Cassidy. The, <laughs> the, the guys that, uh, you know, will supply hours of comic relief. And hell, why not? You could, you could go full 24-7 type segment with it. Have them start the match early on in the show. Check in midway through the show. And, you know, right. have them get the finish toward the end. Something to that effect. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that show for sure. Is this um, so? This is a kind of a one-time event show. Okay, it's going to be a one-time thing. It wouldn't surprise me if they make it a yearly thing, though. Depending on gotcha. the success of how well it does, um, a lot of people, you know, took to the internet and they chose to complain. Oh, it's your your plan to your niche ba your niche fan base, and you know, casuals aren't gonna. You know they're not going to latch onto this stuff. Yeah, they uh, they certainly could if it's marketed well. Yeah, and I think it can be. Uh, Simon Street. Last week, I remember Michaels was mentioning that normally when Tony Khan comes out with this, I have a big announcement type thing. It's usually when he kind to see the the ratings kind of uh, dip. In a, in a in a pattern that uh, says, "Uh oh, it's about time for 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 me to come out and say something." I guess he saw the trend. The question now for you, though, do you believe that an announcement of of this caliber here was was something that tr will trend very well with with wrestling fans? Was this something? Was this announcement something that goes, "Wow, okay, this is something I can buy into. I want to see. I want to be a part of it." Or was most fans like, "Ah." Eh, yeah, I guess I don't know New Japan anyway. Well, I mean, for me, it was it, it was smart, and the, and the reason why I say it's smart, it, it's it's overdue. It's a no brainer. I mean, if you look at what AEW has done literally in the past year, many of the people that's on, uh, uh, you know, this roster are you've already seen on the show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that 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 first and foremost, so it already proves that it can be done. But it also opens the pool that much more and expands the world even more. So that way you will have it does cater very well to casuals. So a lot of people who are casual watchers that maybe know some names that are, you know, with New Japan Pro now do get more of an opportunity to kind of see it here stateside. Mostly so it's mostly to what I'm seeing is is more catered toward expanding 
New Japan brand. I know that they've tried this before and not that it's been unsuccessful. It's just something that maybe wasn't as broader uh, uh, publicized as it could be. It does kind of cater into the niche, but I think that AEW, if they can do it very well, they can do this. But I think the, the they're going to have to duplicate this yearly. Don't put all of your chips on just one event and be done with it. Go on that, that journey and commit yourself to this at least for five years. Make it like how WWE did with the uh, the Saudi deal. And the only reason I say that is they committed themselves to, what, five yearly events or something like that. Do that with this. I think that AEW can yet again capitalize on what they have been able to be successful in, having their own niche, which is starting to grow even among the diehard WWE fans and casuals alike. They're starting to take notice that AEW is being smart, thinking outside the box. Um, some of the many matches that, you know, since Eddie Steve had mentioned would be fun. I am what you would consider uh, more of a casual New Japan uh, pro type of uh, person that watches the product every once in a while. If I can get my hands on or if I happen to be there, this gets me more excited because then now I know that I can regularly go to AEW or see this event with, you know, because I'm sure it's going to be on Fight TV, I'm sure, to some degree. And I can watch this and have that experience. So, again, got to say, out of all the announcements Tony Khan has ever had, to mm -hmm. me, this one's pretty exciting. And also, too, of course, you get to see more Bullet Club in its entirety. So that, to sure. me, mm -hmm. makes me excited because that's what got me into watching New Japan Pro was Bullet Club before it traveled over into uh, and, and people left New Japan to go on to different uh, promotions and stuff. So that's going to be exciting for me. No doubt. Um, last question that just came in, Sin City. Maybe you can your your thoughts on this. Uh, one of the comments was uh, uh, he wondered why they didn't let uh, Obari speak on purpose on Wednesday. He was a little shocked on that. What was your, what was your take on on that? Because I, I kind of. I, I I was kind of shocked as well that he didn't. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was maybe uh, some sort of language barrier or he just didn't want to just didn't say nothing. Yeah, I th I think that it could could have been um, a language thing, but realistically, if you'll notice what they did, um, they actually had um, they had something where they had both Adam Cole and Jay White uh, come out almost as delegates, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, you had you had a you know, the let's call it what it is, a uh, a member of or the leader of the, you know, top stable in each promotion actually get themselves over a bit. Yeah. Um, I think that it's I, I don't know if they're going to go with a, uh, a a thing where it's, you know, the undisputed elite and the Bullet Club versus the two locker rooms or what if it's Bullet Club versus the undisputed elite? Yeah. Something to think I about, think that right? could be interesting, but um, yeah. getting back to uh, the the original comment, um, I think that there were certain things at play. Um, I noticed that Tony Khan uh, tried to feign being surprised that they were interrupted. Um, <laughs> right, right. So that that definitely leads me to believe that uh, you know it was one of those one of those kind of pre orchestrated things for sure. Um, and yeah, I uh, just to continue to talk, uh, to alt sports talk. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, the, the question was posed in the chat is something wrong with Ishii. Um, I, I did notice that his match was not as good as what it should have been. I agree with that. Um, and 
he did seem pretty sloppy from what I heard uh, with uh, his match against Jonah. Uh, Impact, did, did you see that match? I did see that match, yeah. And okay. I, I thought I thought the same thing as well. So, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, it is it, I, it, it I, is a good question to ask because I I I thought the same thing not only with Jonah but I also watched the co match and I was like, eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I it 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 sucks. I mean, um, Ishii is awesome. Um, definitely, uh, you know, a bright spot for New Japan. Um, and hopefully, you know, he's not going through some injury woes or, you know, yeah. something just being off. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully he gets, uh, whatever may be ailing him squared away, or, you know, if, if there's nothing wrong and he just had a couple of off nights, then so be it. Um, we'll see the stone pit bull back to, back to his normal form. All right. Perfect. Let's go into our count two. And... This one was from Sportskeeda, titled, By Any Name, Gunther Has All the Skills to Become a True WWE Superstar. It reads like this. Somewhere deep inside WWE headquarters, one of the most philosoph um, philosophical questions that always seems to pop up is what's in the name? And for WWE, it must mean everything because they have been doing a lot of switch-ups lately with their NXT call-ups. Pete Dunne became Butch, and Raquel Gonzalez became Raquel Rodriguez. This is a due to an identity crisis. These performers are being given monikers that the promotion cannot only have intellectual control over, but can hopefully be marketed effectively for merchandise sales and marketing, etc. Then there's been the one man, once known as Walter, who switched to the name Gunther that made a lot of the WWE Universe cringe. The Austrian powerhouse had established himself under his own real name. Several critics said this identity switch negated everything he accomplished in NXT UK, where he reigned as champion for the astounding 870 consecutive days. Now the 6'4", 300-pounder has transformed into more like a traditional type character from the past. And Guther looks suspiciously closer to the 1950s pro wrestling villain than a modern-day mauler. Now, his old persona was built around simply showing up, brutalizing an opponent, and then exiting the ring in victory. Pretty simple stuff. Now, he looks more like a military-trained athlete from the, from the days of the Cold War, one of the Eastern European athletes from the 80s who dominated the Olympics or a new-age version of Ivan Drago, or Ivan Drago. To finish off the look, they gave him an overcoat as, as red, as as the flag of the old Soviet Union and the manager with the German name Ludwig Kaiser, uh, the former Marcel Barthel. As far as Vince McMahon and the WWE creative team have gone here, they're really turning back the clock in several ways. This presentation may be outdated to some, but for some reason, wrestling fans also always seem to fall for the foreign invader gimmick no matter what era we're in. It's probably because of some level of patriotism or just a natural urge to want to pound anyone who doesn't embrace the good old red, white, and blue. But at the end of the day, it won't matter what WWE calls him. Gunther has all the tools to be a huge star under any identity. His greatness lies in his simplicity. One thing that hasn't changed is his hard-striking, powerful ring style. He's also somewhat of a throwback in the area as well. He somewhat resembles Killer Kowalski in the ring, stalking his opponent and 
cornering them with his huge frame only to simply chop them down with his massive hands. His sheer brute force has captured the imagination of fans, and in the era where everyone is doing standing moonsaults and corkscrew planches, the ring general does just what the word fight implies. He just beats the crap out of someone with slaps, slams, and suplexes. He does it rather well. So despite giving a new name and a fresh coat of paint, the guy underneath is still the Walter we once knew. He's still going with what brought him to the dance. At 34 years of age, he is still going to improve as he faced better performance in the main roster. But for now, WWE has been feeding him preliminary competition for him to light up. They're certainly building him as an unstoppable machine, and Guthrie is doing his best to play that role. It's not too hard considering no one uh, who has ever seen him wrestle once without his toughness. So you can call him anything. Gunther's talent hasn't changed and it continues to grow every day. Given time on SmackDown and a couple of really strong feuds, we may see the superstar in a Universal Championship mix sooner than any of us have expected. He's that good and he's clearly got the WWE machine behind him. Maybe that's why they dressed him in that rose-colored jacket because you know what they say, a rose by any name is still a rose. All right. All that right there. Simon Street, you decide to go with this. Tell us what was your take on this topic. Well, pretty much my, t- my take on this topic was, you know, kind of highlighting two things. Number one, obviously, we all know WWE loves to change names. Hell, we even make reference in jokes to it anytime that someone either Fs up or especially if they're going to be indoctrinated into the main roster from NXT, most likely they going something going to be cut short and it's probably going to be a first or last name or gimmick or something. All right. They get transformed and they come out Pokemon evolved for the, for, for the new roster. So uh, the interesting thing, reason why I wanted to also highlight uh, Gunther also formerly known as Walter uh, currently still hearing Walter chance, by the way, uh, anytime he comes out, um, he, the reason why he's different is because he's so fucking dominant. Mm-hmm. He was dominant in uh, withholding that that uh, NXT UK championship. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, that's nothing to snuff at. 872 right. days. He's up there in names just based off of a title and holding it up there with Bruno San Martino, uh, Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund. You know, what I mean, uh, John Cena, you know, of the world, you know, uh, you know, people have held that title for long, long periods of time. Yeah. You know, you talk about Roman Reigns and that's something they always talk about. They use that in reference to dominance, having a title reign for consecutive days. Right. So when you speak of Gunther, which is weird for me to even say his name Gunther all the time, but I guess I better keep saying this so I get used to it. Um, he is somebody that, as I stated before in a previous show, uh, that he is somebody that will change the landscape and something that's sorely missed mm-hmm. on SmackDown, particularly. You have Roman Reigns and the bloodline that it's very, very, very dominant. But you need another type of pillar in the heel community. And I think that Gunther is exactly what the doctor ordered if there was a doctor that did this type of shit. I think that he would be somebody that can stand toe-to-toe. And if we've looked back in WWE history, it's never been just the focal point of having one strong heel, but having many different strong heels that operate in the same pond. And it can be done with proper writing, booking, and WWE is capable of it, whether they want to do it consistently or not. It goes without saying that I think that Gunther 
is somebody who it don't matter if they had to change his name to anybody else. It could have been Peter. It could have been Paul. It could have been uh, Kaiser Dog 5000. Who cares? The guy comes with him with a persona that is undeniable, a stature that stands out among the, the population of the roster. And he has something that I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if you were impressed in NXT UK or you were impressed in NXT or uh, Black and Gold or 2.0, uh, Gunther is here to stay. And I think that even WWE can't shit the bed on this one per se. But however, WWE has always ceased to amaze me on how they can fuck up shit. But Gunther, 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 Gunther. <laughs> okay. Um, Sin City. Uh, Walter was working um, and was working fine. And that's okay. People always, you know, that sometimes they reinvent themselves and maybe change a name. But this was just a complete sort of uh, 180 in many ways. Um, why do you think the change and do you believe that it's it's working um at all so the thing is obviously wwe want to own the ip they want to own the intellectual property uh everything to do with um him in a red coat as opposed to a black coat um they changed his theme music uh to something that was not what it once was right. um they changed his name, obviously. Um, so again, they want to own every single facet of this specific character. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to be seeing going forward. Yeah. No longer will we see. Um, I think the, uh, the, the final exception to this new rule will be Gable Stevenson, uh, Stevenson, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, no more will we see people like Randy Orton, uh, or, you know, anybody like that, that actually comes in and uses their, their shoot name. Uh, WWE wants to be able to market it. They want to be able to trademark it, patent it, use it and use it for the, until the end of time. But that's kind of the so, way it used to be, right? I mean, there was a time where everyone had different names. They didn't never go by. And then WWE eventually started using real names, right. which came out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. This, it, it's definitely not a new thing. It's, it's something that, you know, that Vince has always done for that reason specifically yeah. is so that they can own the IP. Um, things changed a little bit. Um, once, uh, there was a, um, the, the, uh, the, the exodus from the Indies for a lot of the workers, mm -hmm. um, you know, people like Samoa Joe, like AJ styles, like everybody that came in right around that time, um, I'd say over the last 10 years or so, they've been very, very lenient, um, at least more than they had in their, in their previous history. And we're starting to see where, you know, somebody like a Samoa Joe can immediately leave WWE, go to a different show and use for all intents and purposes, the exact same character that they had in WWE. Right. Um, so it's, it's something that, really is yeah it's mind-blowing because mm -hmm. as 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 alt sports talk actually just mentioned um and i was i was going to to work my way around to it yeah um they're not two two different characters it's literally just a rename and um it's it's 
it's a palette swap uh if you uh if you're into video games uh, so yes. literally i mean it it just substitute one color of attire for another and just do a name edit yeah. um that's 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 always how it's going to be in wwe going forward i think yeah. um because again owning the ip and being able to make money and revenue off of something is the name of the game now and it always has been it lost its focus there for a few years but now that there's more money on the table than ever before in the world of professional wrestling. WWE wants their cut. No doubt. All right. Let's jump over into our count three. three. And this one is titled, My Line is Still Open for Tony Khan. A controversial star open to rejoining AEW after recent release. This was also from uh, Sports Keter. This is how it reads. Former AEW star Big Swole recently claimed that her storyline, that her line, I'm sorry, is open for Tony Khan and that she would be open to rejoin the company in the future. Big Swole left the company on amicable terms. However, she gave an interview shortly after in which she highlighted issues she felt existed in all elite wrestling. This prompted a fiery response from Tony Khan, who insisted that Big Swole was released because he felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. On a recent episode of the sessions with Renee uh, Paquette, Big Swole spoke about her exit, claiming that she still has love for the people at AEW. This is what she says. I still have love for the people who are at AEW. I still have friends and everything like that. I'm supportive. I still watch their matches and everything, Swole said. Everything that went down kind of just went as a surprise for me. I didn't necessarily know he, speaking of Tony Khan, was going to react like that. But, I mean, that's just his God-given right. But my line is still open for Tony Khan for AEW because I don't like to burn any bridges. I just like to tell the truth. And that was an end quote there. Um, but despite the tensions, Big Swole wished AEW the best. In that same interview, Big Swole reiterated that her comments were blown out of proportion and that she believed her statements were invalidated rather than listened to properly. And this is what she said. These are my opinions. These are my experiences. And I feel like they shouldn't be been blown out of proportion as much as they have. I feel like people are doing more and validating and actual actively listening and comprehending what I was saying. So in a sense of where my relationship is with certain fans, it's kind of like, no. But as far as AEW, I just really wish them the best because I don't want anybody uh, getting out of a job. So Big Swole enjoys some interesting storylines and in All Elite Wrestling. She faced Brett Breaker in a tooth and nails match, which was highly criticized. She also collided with uh, Diamante, Diamante multiple times in an extended feud. And Tony Khan seems to have moved on from the subject with Big Swole since the controversial Twitter exchange back in December with the All Elite president adding big names like Tony Storm to the roster and remains to be seen if she'll ever make her way back to the company. All right, guys. That was uh, a topic sent in by Mr. Michaels, who isn't here. Um, so I'll let either one of you start first on this topic. Um, I mean, being that you're an AEW guy, Sin City, you may want to kick it off. But uh, I guess uh, Big Swole is saying, hey, uh, her line is still open. And, um, you know, I guess she's... Uh, <laughs> trying to see if she can uh, get a job back. I mean, uh, what's your take? 
Well, I think uh, one thing we need to uh, blast up the uh, the comment from Alt Sports Talk on Twitch. Okay. Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, lol, Big Swole's line may be open, but I'm not sure that is reciprocated. <laughs> I uh, I think she burned a bridge, even if even if she says that she doesn't like to do so. I definitely think she, that she burned the bridge with AEW, and she will not be uh, all elite going forward shall we say yeah um it uh it it's 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 very interesting that um you know the the entire fallout that happened uh after her comments and um you know it it's one of those things that at the end of the day i don't know if she overestimated uh her stock uh she may have thought that she could have left aew and immediately gone right to nxt um clearly that didn't happen um i know that uh i i'm pretty sure that she's still uh involved with cedric alexander mm-hmm. um so you know the uh the connections there uh, on the main roster but uh yeah, uh, yeah things didn't quite pan out for her and you know it it as she did say it it's not good for people to not be in a job um however it's uh you know I, I, I don't think that she should be uh, exiled from AEW based on her comments, but at the end of the day, that is a uh, that is only for one man to really decide, and that is Tony Khan, until the company goes public, of course. But until yeah. that happens, it's it's all uh, a jury of one, if you will. Yeah, um, Simon Street, what's your take, man? I think you were kind of a big Swole fan back when she was on TV, but. Uh, um... What do you think about this in terms of her saying, hey, uh, my line is still open? And what I said was taken out of context. What I said should be respected, but it shouldn't be uh, taken out of context to, you know, to make it something bigger than it should. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Does she have a point there or what she said was just simply out of line? I mean, what's your take on this whole thing? Well, I definitely was a fan of her potential when she was on AEW in the beginnings. Um, even got a chance to watch some of her uh, matches that was on uh, AEW Dark, you know, mm-hmm. for what they were. She had some potential. But, you know, as was was stated by both yourself and Sin City Steve, a bridge definitely has been burnt. And uh, a lot of that is goes with the old saying, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And sometimes that can speak louder than anything. Now, the one thing I can say is, you know, anything can happen. Uh, but you also have to look at what kind of a draw does she have? Because just because you got all the potential in the world, you didn't even meet the opportunity to have a draw with the AEW fans, who, is, is, as far as I'm concerned, are probably more reasonable than probably WWE fans. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, for her to come back, what does that look like? You know, to what capacity are you going to do? Now, I can be honest with you. If you want to put something on the table for yourself and drum it up, I mean, I don't know what Cedric Alexander's uh, contract is. I know he's still with WWE, but if it ever gets uh, done, you know, maybe you could present, hey, uh, you know, y'all got a little power couple over there to heal. How about me and my man be a couple? I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, she's going to have to do something. Uh, other than say I'm sorry or say my lines open up. Mm-hmm. Groveling may not be in order, but just coming out saying, look, 
the comments that I said were not right. I'm sorry if it has offended anybody. And I would like to move forward in any capacity possible, put some time on it and wait. Kind of saying my line is still open kind of doesn't even make it seem like you're, you're trying to be uh, you know, accountable to mm -hmm. any extent. You see what I'm saying? You know, you got to try to come correct if you're going to say you're sorry. If you, my whole thing is I don't say sorry unless in, in, unless I can say it 120%. If I don't say sorry, it's because I ain't there yet. One day I'll be there and it'll be 100. I'm sorry, I was wrong. No need for any extra dialogue. And that's what she needs to do. Take what she take. And uh, hopefully Uncle uh, Khan will say you have been forgiven. And uh, you can start tomorrow on AEW Dark for uh, seven to eight months. And then we'll talk then. Mm, okay. Boom. That's what's up. That is our three count for the show. The um, First off, I just want to say thank everyone for hanging out with us. And uh, we enjoy doing this. We have a lot of fun. And we always are happy when anyone come and hang out with us. So our comments were was moving tonight. And we thank you for participating. This show is not about us, man. It's about all of us, right? You know, let's... Be a part of it. Throw your comments in. We don't have a problem with um, we're putting it in, and 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 thank you much. So with that, we have some uh, final thoughts just for the week. I'm going to kick it off first with, um, I go, how about you, uh, Simon Street? Uh, what do you want to tell the good people out there? Well, I definitely want to tell everybody, uh, you know, continue to uh, just be aware of everything that goes on in the world. But – more importantly, be aware of what's going on in your head. Now, summertime's coming up. Some of y'all got hot summers. So I'm going to speak to all the people in my Arizona, Nevada, California, anywhere else is hot as hell. As you know, as the heat gets up, attitudes go up, craziness goes up. It's okay to look at yourself in the mirror, check, reflect your mental health status. I know I've had to do it myself. So go out there, be kind to one another and try not to engage in any craziness because you never know. There's always somebody that's crazier than your ass and you'd hate to get got. <laughs> uh, um, sports talk. That's what we're trying to figure out as well. <laughs> to your comment. <laughs> they probably say, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me jump over to you, uh, Sin City Steve. What do you want to tell the people? All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the all the stuff that you guys do. As we mentioned, we do the show for you guys. So we definitely appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you. Special shout out, special thank you to every brave man and woman serving this country, whether you're serving on lands foreign or domestic. We appreciate you and thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right, cool. With that, folks, we will be back next week. We should have the uh, the whole team back, but um, we appreciate you hanging out. And until then, we will see you then. Happy wrestling to you all. Peace.
biggest bad boys of podcasting. 